Radio. Hello and welcome to tonight's edition of Students for a Better Future Radio. I'm your host, Doreen Finko, with Ruben Torres and, and uh, Luther Mays, and we are live. And once again, welcome back, everybody. Um, tonight we have a great show. Uh, I'd also like to welcome back my former co well, my co-host, Ruben Torres. Ruben, hi. <laughs> I'm glad to be <laughs> back. Long time no see, right? I know. Long, t- long, no time, long, no, long time no see or hear from each other. When I went on a long break, a well-deserved break, we've been doing this for... <laughs> Long time. I, I know Ruben's had a radio show, and I've been doing this one mm-hmm. for about six years. Um, right. So those breaks come and go. Uh, but when we get them, we, we like to rest up. Um, but anyhow, folks, tonight, um, and by the way, I would like to mention to go to, to our studentsforbetterfuture.com website as the show is sponsored by the nonprofit. Uh, there's a 501c3. Any donation you make is, is tax deductible. Um, and we will be continuing and talking about these hot topics. Tonight is immigration, the 1965 Immigration Act, um, which a lot of us scholars feel that this particular act has led to the, the death of uh, of American society, being we've had influx of immigrants one after another. It's not that they maybe don't deserve to be here, but number one, they should be coming through the, the gates legally. That's number one, and number two, when you have a, a large influx of of immigrants like that, um, the culture shifts, and I want to read some that. Um, that President Johnson said about this bill. He said Pre- um, President Johnson called the bill not a revolutionary bill, and he said it did not affect the lives of millions. Um, and also Senator Kennedy asserted that the bill would not affect the U.S. Demog- uh, demographic mix. Um, but let's tell you what this bill is, and we're going to bring on our special guest um, who, who uh, is an activist in immigration, the 1965 Immigration Act is also called the Hart. Is it Seller or Keller? But one of you will correct me. Oh. Um, it changed the way <laughs> quotas were allocated by ending the national origins formula that had been in place in the United States since the Emergency Quota Act of 1921. And um, this Emanuel uh, Keller of New York proposed the bill. Senator Philip Hart of Michigan co-sponsored it, and Senator Ted Kennedy of Massachusetts helped to promote it. And what it did was um, it, it, it really marked a radical break from the immigration policies of the past during its time. The previous laws restricted immigration from Asia and Africa and had given preference to the Northern and Western Europeans over the Southern and Eastern. But this one... Um, did not. It changed all that. And we also have to go to the 1952 Act, the McCarran Act. And what I want to do is bring on our guest, Ruthie Hendricks. Welcome to the show, Ruthie. Well, thank you very much for having me, and hello to the panel, all of you, all three of you. Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) And again, thanks for having me. Yes, you know, the um, McCarr and Walter Act, um, I felt was, um, you know, to kind of, um, and we cannot forget the Immigration Act of 1990 by Bush either, kind of in sequence, but if you look at them, I think the 1952 Act, Immigration Act looked at, just to simplify it, you know, in its simplest form, looked at what was best for 
the United States of America and its citizens. And along came 1965, this world, tell my world kind of stuff, and, and we lost. That's where we lost the interview of what was best for the United States, the best and the brightest coming here, or even helping some of those, but within a sustainable level with America first kind of in mind, and 1965 is what did it, and it's just gone downhill since then. And Bush's act in 1990 just compiled the 1965 even worse. So it's correct to say that the 1965 Immigration Act um, um, was a key legislation into playing into the downfall of our country. Because well, the you know, even, even Truman, yeah. Truman at that time was upset about this. He was unhappy. He vetoed the bill. And yeah. his veto was outvoted. I mean, that's that's how far this got. You know, he he was more of a color my world kind of guy, and let's bring them all in, and let's do this. You know, and it's not that it was, um, I'm not saying that what he did was, his perspective was maybe incorrect, but the way they did this was wrong. You know, I understood, you know, this, you know, help, helping people and, you know, those that are down and out, but because of these regulations and these laws, acts that they implemented and you nailed it right away at the beginning Doreen when um, uh, where was it here I had that exact quote where Senator Kennedy speaking of this bill said that our cities will not be flooded with a million immigrants annually and the ethnic mix of the country will not be upset well you cannot make a piece of legislation like this where you are Again, in my opinion, not looking out for the best interests of the country and its citizenry and expect that there is not going to be a detrimental change. It's just, you know, it's... it's, it's no so so uh, how come the the um, legislation after that in the 70s, um, they didn't see this, what was happening? And well, there's been a, change. a few, if you look them up, there's one act after another, but it, it once 1965 was enacted, it just kind of um, continued to steamroll. And even George Bush himself said that because of the ICRA amnesty, what was his exact quote here? Because 1990 Immigration Act was compiled and even went, it took what 1965 started and made it worse. Um, uh, Bush said, immigration reform began in 1986 with an effort to close the back door on illegal immigration through the enactment of the 1986 Immigration Reform and Control Act. Now, as we open the front door to increase legal immigration, I am pleased that this act also will provide enforcement authority. Well, apparently not. Uh, so now <laughs> so we've really almost descended into a different country. Well, what 1996 or 65 <laughs> did was it, it changed things. It changed the quotas based on national origin, and it focused on um, family unity and this kind of thing, and the numerical restrictions were raised, and and it gave preference, like you said correctly, that it restricted and gave more preference to North and Western European countries. So it was the and and what was it called? Um, it was called, I got to find it so I say it exactly right, um, he Truman directed a commission on immigration and naturalization to conduct an investigation and produce a report on the current immigration regulations. And what was it called? Are you ready for this? How fitting. Who we shall welcome. That was the blueprint of Hart Seller Act. Per Truman himself. Who shall we welcome? You know, so it really what it was is it was an increase in 
and a change in the policies of how many were able to enter through which program, whether it was detrimental to the country or not. I got a question. Uh, uh, go ahead, Luther. Well, uh, by doing all this and overloading the immigrants in here, it uh, creates the citizens to be enslaved. In a nutshell, you I think agree. that's true? You know, it's that, and I don't want someone listening to misunderstand. Um, you know, I, if there is a legal way, first of all, there is a legal way to enter this country. And I cannot ding anybody for wanting to come here and get their piece of the American dream. That I understand. As long as you come here legally and we do it within a focus that is what is best for the United States of America. You cannot say, we are going to allow all of these people in, we're going to name, put a number on it, oh, let's say 50000 for this visa or 25000 for that visa at a time when Americans are unemployed and homeless. You're not looking after your own, but you're going to increase those who are coming in. And who ends up paying for this? It is a, it is not sustainable what we are doing to this country. The fading middle class is paying for it. Yeah, exactly. Well, yep. that, that's that's continued yeah, pain. Yeah. Well, um, I, I can tell you, I, I can tell you from my grandparents who came here, and my parents, uh, they had to wait four years, almost four. Almost four years, and at the time when they came in in the late fifties, they had to pay almost four thousand dollars, and they had to wait almost four years to come into the country. So, I and many who have uh, families who have come this way are not happy to see people overstaying their visas or. Right. Basically, you know, in, in through the southern border or the northern border, I don't care. I mean, you, you you can come here legally like we have, or else go back. You know, and enforce it. I'm I'm, I'm happy that finally we have a president that is actually taking the steps to enforce the, the rule of law. You know. You know, um, two things there. One, those that came prior, they came legally and they were screened and they were proud to be here. They did not ask for a hand out. Even if they needed a hand up to get started, they were proud, they were grateful to be here, and they assimilated, which you do not see now. And they worked hard. On top of that, on top of that, on top, on top of that, my dad, you know, he was a professional when he came here. He had a college degree, but he did not speak the language. So he had to work in a factory for two and a half years from 7 o'clock to 3 o'clock, come home, and then go to English classes, come home at 9 o'clock, and then go to sleep and do that. He did that until he took the test, and became an accountant, a CPA. So he didn't get any handouts. He didn't have anyone giving him anything. Uh, so, you know, I huh? really detest, detest when I hear, well, you know, we're, 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 we're giving you this. My dad worked his butt off. And still went to school, and he was a college professional, and he was a professional already. So, well, and and they were, you know, truly grateful to be here, um, mm -hmm. and you know, didn't make these demands. They weren't out in the streets waving a foreign flag, speaking right. a foreign language, making Good. demands on the American citizenry as if somehow, for some reason, you and I owe them this. Mm -hmm. We owe the illegal aliens in this country absolutely nothing, which was my second point from before. You know, Amen. there was just an article out now that um, 
because of President Trump's crackdown, if you want to call it. It's not any <laughs> any more a crackdown than what Obama really did in earnest, but call it the crackdown if you would like. They had a Mexican consulate official ask 50 illegal aliens at a, a little meeting kind of thing if they would self-deport or if they would prefer detention. 49, only one, only one said that he would self-deport. The other 49 dug their heels in, said that they'd rather be in detention, that they are here, they're not going anywhere, and they're ready to fight. My whole point of this is, is you're illegally in a country making demands upon a government that is not yours, and all of a sudden... You know, just months ago, they were suing because the detention centers were so bad. Oh, woe is me. But now they're choosing to stay in a detention center and fight, which brings my question to them is, is why are you not as willing to fight for your own country and make the changes there as you are to fight to stay here illegally? Well, we're a Christian country. Christian country, okay. We don't we don't bring people here that don't want to be here. These people, they, they, they got to come here. The people used to come here. They wanted to come here and live the American way. People now, we have laws. We're let, we got we got leaders that are letting radicals in here against our Christian nation. We have Christian laws. If they don't want to go by our laws. They don't want them here. Yeah, yeah, but hold, hold on. They come here because they want to take advantage of the system. That's well, what they want to do. Well, well, no, hold on, hold on, Luther. No, they want to take. They come here because because we give stuff away, and they want to take advantage of the system, and for the dead giveaways. I, I know this because I have two sons, both of them who are going on to become a doctor. Okay, for each one to go on to all the medical school. Um, and to complete the do the entire completion, it's going to cost us seven hundred and fifty thousand just for one child. Oh, of course. Okay, for one child to get through. Uh, now I'm working extra jobs to push them through, and that's even before they even start to get out into the field. It's with the health care, and so he, here it is: these people come across the border, and they want to get free health care. At whose expense? It's at my expense. Why? Why are at they doing it? At my expense. Well, I, well no, hold on. It's at. It's. I'm footing the bill for this. And they don't. They're not even American citizens. They don't have the right to um, to to go on into to to get the free health care or the education system like we do. They have to become a citizen. Hold on, Ruthie, and then we'll go to Judge Reed. Go ahead. Well, the the college situation, um, you know, it just it it um, burns me, irks me to no end that. For some reason, they're supposed to get into state tuition or they're supposed to get a reduced tuition when they're in the country illegally. And what do we see on the college campuses? They have students' minds so warped around this issue where the issue of law and order doesn't even come up. So we've got them where they've got American students, college students, out there in the streets protesting with them to give them this ride, not realizing that, one, there's only so many spots available, and two, they then turn around living in their mom and dad's basements and complain about their college fees and the costs of college and want the American taxpayer to just kind of soak it up when they are themselves standing with those who are illegally in the country, getting a free ride, lowering our wages, and then they can't figure out <laughs> why college costs so much, why they're in their mom and dad's basement, and what in the hell is going on. I just, I mean, it's... That's the brainwashing. That's what our schools are teaching. Yes. 
the brainwash. Okay? Yes, common sense eludes them. Really, I'm, I'm serious. I mean, you know, it's really clear. You know, I'm a college grad, and we moved away, lived in California for um, so California, Northern California for a couple of years, lived in Southern Utah, and came right back to where we started. When I came home, I was of creating another career or advancing the career, my college degree. I came home. I went to my college where I am an alumni of this college and was told that I would have to pay out-of-state tuition until I lived here a period of 12 months starting at the beginning of this semester, blah, 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 blah. I'm alumni of this college, and those are the requirements for me. However, illegal aliens seem to be able to just step into the place. Why are we mad? Seriously. I mean, I don't understand why people cannot understand why we are upset and we're mad as hell and we're not going to take it anymore. Uh, Judge, are you on the line? Yes, I am. This is Judge James. Go ahead. I know you wanted to chime in. Go ahead. Well, I'll tell you what. The immigration policy ever since 1965 uh, has been a mess. Um, you know, no surprise, Lyndon Johnson messed us up with immigration. He's also going to rob the Social Security t- Trust Fund. But when have the Democrats ever been competent or even followed the Constitution? Never. What we need is the balance, the Hispanic massive flow of uh, border banditos that are coming into the country as illegal aliens by they, – they admit to 16 to 30 million of those, by the way. What we need is a uh, massive influx. Say what? At, at least, least yeah. At least, yeah. 16 to 30 yeah. at least. Right. I propose that we put a quota on immigration, and the Hispanic quota would be very, very low because uh, they've got 30 million surplus credit overquoted to begin with, and that for the next 50 years we put high quotas for entry into the United States from um, Poland, Czechoslovakia, Hungary, uh, Estonia, Latvia, you know, Eastern Europe that was formerly in the Soviet bloc, and after their independence from the Soviet Union as satellite states or as former Soviet republics, hate communism, and we need a bunch of anti-socialists, and call me racist if you want, the Democrats say that uh, uh, they want illegal aliens in the United States, especially Hispanics, and the long-term goal of that is to ensure that white people are going to be the minority in the United States in our own country. Don't be surprised well, I mean, in the future there's a, a move to change the official language to Spanish. Well, let, let me interject. If, that if you look at uh, hold on, that said Ruben Dad. Well, let me let me interject. I just came back from a business trip to Phoenix, yes. Arizona. And there's a huge influx of people from Africa, from the Middle East. My Uber drivers were all from the Middle East. Um, yes. and, and I have to tell you, I'm, I'm, I've been foremost, and even before my show, before I started working with um, co-hosting with uh, with Doreen, I've been attacking illegal immigration since 2007 when I started my show. And I have to tell you that most of the Hispanics that do come here legally and have come here lately, detest and despise illegal immigrants. That's right. It doesn't matter if they're from from Hispanic countries or if they're from China or Eastern Europe or or India, you know, because the, the ones that come from China and India, they don't sneak through the border. They come here and overstay, which is about that, are here illegally. They overstay their visa, and then we can't, we cannot right. find them. We cannot track them. So you know, Ruben and Ruben and I are from. Ruben and I are from the old, 
the Ruben and I are the old people here fighting this. We've been fighting exactly. this for a very long time. Way long back, time. 2005 for me, I started. But your caller exactly. that you had, I, I believe he was a caller, he mentioned um, what would be the purpose of facilitating um, such a demographic change or allowing the out-of-control refugee situation and allowing the out-of-lawless, blatant lawlessness of illegal immigration into the country. If you look up the Immigration and Nationality Act of 1965 at um, Wikipedia, almost the very end of their commentary on this, it says, it is estimated by the year 2042, white people, not referring to themselves as Hispanic, will no longer constitute a majority, but rather a plurality of population of the United exactly. States. Exactly. Meaning that is why exactly what, you contact, what he was saying. So between now and 2042, we need to have a policy whenever an illegal alien encounters any police contact that all offenders are deported and also um, that we uh, make sure that the MS-13 Central American street gangs Uh Uh are um, uh, very, very ruthlessly investigated by grand juries and uh, convicted and incarcerated. Just last week, I advised President Trump for the U.S. Navy to build from the blueprints of oil super tankers prison ships that would hold between five and 8,000 prisoners each, and we could uh, home port them at Guantanamo when they're not cruising. And if nuclear propelled, they could stay on the high seas for 30 years without refueling. But uh, you know, the insanity of like what, like we you're talking like gang members, street gang criminals. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yep. The gang members, we have all heard of Whittier, the officer that was um, shot and killed. And as hard as I tried, with all of my resources, I could not come up with who that gang member, all we knew was that he was a gang member. Um, Some said he was Hispanic. And that was about all we could get. I had just saw on TV now that Fox News was trying to get this, and they didn't want to release anything about him. Turns out he is a Hispanic gang member, but for and I'm going to have to search research him because I don't know why they consider him to be here legally. But the deal is is that the prisons are so overcrowded with this kind of element. They let him go. They released this guy. He should have been held. He is a violent criminal. He had many parole violations, and yet what do they do with him? They release him back on the streets into the communities, into your and my community. If you get too many traffic tickets and you're convicted of moving offenses in traffic court, is there not a point system leading to revocation or termination of your driver's license? Of course there is. Why don't we put a felony uh, point uh, system together so that upon the accumulation of too many felony points, you go to death row? We terminate them. Well, what, what, what I think uh, Trump has to do, he has to really get tough with the leaders from Central American because a lot of, a lot of, a lot of these, uh, my investigation that I've done, on a lot of these illegal immigrants that are coming through the Mexican border, the majority of them are from Central America. They're from Guatemala. They're from Honduras. They're from San Salvador. Three countries that have an out-of-control crime rate where they kill people. Gang members control the cities. Over there, I would include Mexico so, as well, but yeah, uh-huh. no, Me- Mexico, just Mexico because is, of the violence, but right. But the majority of the illegal immigrants that are crossing the border are from Central America. Uh, they tend to be because a lot of the, now the Mexicans, what they're doing is they provide that direction. They're the uh, coyotes. They're the coyotes. They're the ones who are basically smuggling, having these people smuggle the drugs. 
and 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 smuggle everything else, you know, child labor, uh, slave labor, pr- uh, prostitution. But but the majority of them are. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I I would call Mexico out, and and I'm I'm so tired of Mexico. First of all, I'm tired of Mexico thinking for some reason that they can stick their nose into our business, our laws, our legislation, the way we run the United States. Mexico, you have enough problems in your own country. Deal with yours. But what really irks me is when the Mexican government says, when the Mexican government publicly states that they are good neighbors, that's what they say. We are such good neighbors, and they give those from Central America and wherever else they're coming from, because we do know terrorists are coming across that southern border. If they come into Mexico illegally, they give them a three-day pass. As long as you keep heading for Mexico's northern border, the United States' southern border, we're not going to bust your chops. Just keep moving. That is not a good neighbor. It's, it's going to take the political will of Americans who are fed up with the whole Mexican situation to demand that Congress do what Congress did in 1890s to the separate kingdom of Hawaii, annex it. What we need to do with Mexico is annex Mexico to Puerto Rico, our Spanish-speaking commonwealth. That means yep. that American laws would yeah. apply in Mexico and that they have zero electoral college votes, but they yep. would be able to uh, – uh, we would tell the Mexicans, you no longer have to send your kids north to work across the Rio Grande in America because now minimum wage law applies at home. And they can get FHA mortgages on their homes. And they get food stamps and green cards. No, they don't get green cards. They get passports. But this is what we get. Mexico is the second largest silver producer in the world and an OPEC member as an oil production company, country. So the U.S. Mint gets uh, the silver mines and cranks out Ronald Reagan silver dollars, and the U.S. Department of Energy gets the seat on the OPEC board of directors that used to uh, go to Mexico. Remittances from the United yeah. States in 2016 outdid, outdid, outperformed at $27 um, billion, with a B, dollars. It outdid Mexico's oil supply last year. That is insane. Can you imagine what $27 billion would do to this country? How about we start with our veterans? I want to bring in one other aspect. Um, The large corporations, um, they all seem to be poor, this pro-massive immigration. Um, you know, I mean, I've been in Home Depot and Lowe's and, you know, and um, they so should be pushing. How did that work, Doreen? How did that go, Doreen? Hold on, hold on, guys. Hold on, guys. I'll just tell you a story. Um, yes, yesterday I was in Home Depot um, and I was shopping in there for light bulbs. And, um, you know, the announcements come on, and and they said they came on and said Home Depot is now hiring, and um, you know, for cashier and whatnot. And they said, if right out, they said, if you are a minority, um, a black or Hispanic or Latino, you are encouraged to apply. <laughs> That's exactly how they said it. They should have said that that you are a um, an American. Mm-hmm. For, to say, for everybody to to apply for the job, but they went and broke it down like that. Right. So, um, so what I did last night is I sat on the computer and I applied for a job there, and I'm waiting to hear back from them. <laughs> so you, might you know, isn't, it, isn't that you might Dorian, Isn't that man. ethnic profiling? <laughs> Isn't that uh, racial profiling and ethnic profiling? I recorded on my phone, losing a caller. The, um, all right, well, we'll, we'll just continue. But, yes, so I, I'm waiting to hear back from them. 
Um, and who knows? Golly gee, that was racist. Time, or not, you know, but um, but th- that's what happens. But but my point is, is you know, a lot of Mexicans are, they are hardworking, you know, just my, my issue with it is that, you know, they've come over in large numbers and they ha- haven't assimilated. And, and another thing we didn't address is, is the anchor baby situation. Um, you know, when you have a baby... Well, Dad, Ruben, did you want to well, weigh in on that one? Is, the, yeah, the thing is, the thing is, first of all, first of all, uh, just having a, a Spanish name, which is basically uh, really a Portuguese, which is Southern Europe, Portuguese name Torres is not a, in reality, a Spanish name. It's, it's more of a Portuguese name. And then I did my ancestry that comment, I and I'm I'm half Greek and half Italian, also besides. So I'm a mix of uh, different parts of Europe, um, even though, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just funny uh, how you come to that, come to the conclusion that, you know, okay, you know, just because you have that name, my my last name has not benefited me at all. My my son, you were talking about your, your son paying for college. I paid uh, close to $60,000 for his first two years at Rutgers. No help at, at all. Um, so yeah, it, it hasn't helped. But in regards to the the, the the Mexicans or anyone, I don't care if, if if you come here as long as you come here legally. Like exactly. We did. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the important thing. I mean, uh, and there's a distinction between illegal and and, and legal. Uh, and I and I I stress that. Huh, my discussions where I have with people who keep saying a date without immigrants. No, no, it's not a date without immigrants. It's a date without illegal immigrants. Let's be clear. Illegal about aliens. Yep. Right. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. Yep. I mean, don't, you don't know, and, and, and you, and Doreen mentioned the work and, you know, in the olden days, uh, there would be crossover from the border and they did come over and they worked hard. And when the job was done, they were appreciative, they got their money, and they went back home. That is the difference from today. In the olden days, many of them came over and worked because there was jobs, and that's how they fed their families. They were grateful they had the job, they did their job, and they got paid and they went back home. They did not come over here and make demands upon the citizenry. They did not come over here and continue to, you know, push it in our faces. They did not come over here and work for three months in a field and then stay the next nine months on welfare. You know, and and I'm really, really super tired of hearing the liberal, the Democrats, make comments such as, well, who's going to make our beds? When are the illegal aliens in this country going to stand up and realize that they are being used for that cheap labor, for headcount, and for votes? You know, I, I just, you, you know, there's no, there's no, no pride left. But they'll stand in the streets and talk about their beloved Mexico, who is not doing a damn thing for them, but they won't go mm-hmm. home and fight for that country. I'm well, fighting exactly. for mine. I want to say something. Back then, there was no handout. You come over here and worked, and you went home. Now, yep. come over here and we're handing stuff out. We're not. That's where that's where we're went wrong. We we don't promote these people yep. to come over here to get it. We come over here to get them to work. If they want to go home, go home with your money. But now they're staying and costing the taxpayer too much. It's, it's famous. It's, we're getting in deep trouble here with our country. Yep, and it started yeah. in 1965. Yeah, it started at 65. Well, well, you know, the, the, other, the, the other aspect, of, uh, and I think people are finally uh, starting to wake up, people who, who are not focusing, they were focusing on, 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 the issue, on the issues that we have right here in our country with illegal immigration, but they're starting to see, because I think we're exposing them, uh, because the, the mainstream media is not doing their job, What's happening in Europe? I mean, I was I was in Europe last year visiting my cousin in Holland. She's married. She her boyfriend is Dutch, 
and and the number of of uh, Middle Eastern Africans in in Holland is it's just out of control. Um, and and they're trying to I'm, we I have their, 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 there's a there's a great leader. I think he's gonna he's gonna be he's probably after uh, Marine Le Pen, who, who I'm hoping wins the uh, and becomes the next uh, president of France. Marine Le Pen, who's who's like uh, Donald Trump. There's a there's yeah. a, a Dutch there's a Dutch politician called Gir Wilders that he is also going to take into his hand and is going to basically wants to take Holland out of the EU because the EU is the one that is imposing these refugee quotas on all the 28 European countries, and that's creating chaos all over the EU. See, there we are, back to these quotas, back to these immigration and nationalization acts, and that's what did it. Um, you mentioned Le Pen, and it's so funny because just yesterday I saw a short video, and I, I cannot remember who it was she was meeting with, but she got to this meeting, and, of course, she's got bodyguards all around her, and she walks in the doorway, and there's a guy standing there with a veil, a scarf, uh, not a jihad, but whatever, a scarf. Standing there with a scarf and kind of presents it towards her that she has to put this on for this meeting. And you look at her and she kind of, almost kind of like a puppy dog does when he doesn't quite understand, you know, she kind of turned her head a little bit and looked at him and like, and one of the gentlemen standing next to her started talking to this guy and she realizes what's going on that to go to this meeting, she has to put that on, and she just turns around, walks out. <laughs> nope, she canceled the meeting right then and there. I'm not wearing a scarf. Yeah, yeah, Good yeah, for yeah. her. Good yeah. for her. Still got that right. <laughs> <life. laughs> yes, that's the reason. That's the reason. Yeah. That's the reason she's going to become the next president of France. Uh, right. She is tough, and and and, she, and her father was very tough, um, but you know he didn't have the. Uh, the personality that Marina Le Pen has, but I tell you, watch for him and watch for Geert Wilder in in, in in Holland. Those are the two rising stars. Yeah. Uh, yep. Maybe I should emigrate there. Yeah. <laughs> to a, or a different um, country. You don't want to. You don't want to go to. You don't. You don't want to go to Europe now. No. It's, it's not. No. Not right now. No. Mm-mm. No, and and what a mess that has really gotten to be, and and you know if everybody would just kind of, um, you know, right now the emotions are so high because the little anarchists that are getting paid by Thurls and the elk mm-hmm. like that are out in the streets and standing in freeways, and the frustrations are just getting, you know, um, boiling over maybe, and if everybody could just take a second of silence, take a step back and look at what is happening around the world and what is happening to our country, maybe we could stop some of this insanity. But I think that, you know, the liberal mindset is is whatever Trump says, we have to go against it. You know, Clintons, for example, they're on tape going, combating and demagoguing illegal immigration. But, of course, now Hillary's all for it when she's running for Donald Trump. It, they speak out of both sides of their mouth, and it's all bullshit. And it's about time that the American citizenry, we did it. We elected Donald Trump. We did it. Finally, the American citizenry united, and we pulled it off, and we brought him in. Now is the time not to be silent, not to plan and hope that this one man is going to take care of everything for us. We need to be loud and proud and continue this forward progression if we're going to save this country. And eliminate the rhinos. Get them out of office. Yep. Clean the, the swamp. Next step yeah. is the McCain. Rhinos. Let's start with John McCain, can we? Well, he's still, he's, well, he's got in for six years with that Ryan's only got two. His number needs to be taken out first out of us. We need to well, I think there's got to be a way we can find to get off. McCain out of there before that. <laughs> yeah, I, can't, I just can't handle man. 
No, traitor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's just well, and you know, who do you guys think it is? You know, there's so much um, um, buzz going around about who the little spy is in the White House. I don't know who it is, but you know, there's a few people have been named, but I don't know if they've gotten to the right person yet. Well, there used to be a well, the, the rumor, the rumor is Katie Walsh, uh, weeks previous as a girlfriend. Yep, that was one of them. Yep. Now I saw a thing about McCain listening in on phone calls, and I've heard this and I've heard that. You know, I just can't. I I want to see how President Trump handles this leaker. Uh, now, did you know that um, Donald Trump had a pass Executive Order one three seven six nine, and this was um, this was the one. Uh, protecting the nation from foreign terrorist entry into the United States. It was an executive order signed by President Trump on January 27, 2017, that places limits on travel to to the U.S. from certain countries and by all the refugees. I actually think that's very good. I just wanted to bring that to everyone's attention. Yeah. Yeah, the right thing to do. Yeah, well, but, and and um, why would he not step up to the plate and do his job? You know, section for those that do not know, you can look up um uh section 12 uh 212 and it states and this and I will quote it for you. It states that and this was in um the 1952 law, immigration law. Mm-hmm. Whenever mm-hmm. the president finds that the entry of any aliens or any class of aliens into the United States would be detrimental to the interests of the United States, he may, by proclamation, and for such periods as he deems necessary, suspend the entry of all aliens or any class of aliens as immigrants or non-immigrants, or impose on the entry of aliens any restrictions that he may deem appropriate. Well, holy moly, folks, we've got people standing in airports welcoming people that we have no clue what their intentions are in this country. But then the next kind of uh, slow cooker bomb that goes off, well, then woe is me, but we didn't do anything to be proactive to stop it to begin with. That is the definition of insanity. Seriously. <laughs> Why should yeah. does doesn't citizen of doesn't as a citizen as a citizen of the United States of America do I not have the right to know who and how many are entering this country and what their intent is? Yes I do. And is it not the president of the United States job to protect each and every one of us. Yes, it is. But it is, yeah. the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. Well, we've been a long time. The whack jobs first. that they are. I'm sorry. Right. I think that's on my right. end here. I don't know why it's doing that. But right. Sorry about that. Um, got a Let's see how he proceeds with all this, because right now it's just one lidded mess. You know, well, he um, reported um, today that yesterday and today um, that there is the executive order that he had regarding the seven countries is being rewritten. And apparently it's being rewritten in a way that matches the scrutiny of the liberal judicial activism system. I find that hard to believe, but. They're saying that he's got a new way of putting it and that it's going to fly. I think they're going to combat him on, I don't care what it is. He could put his shoes on backwards and they, you know, wear brown socks instead of blue socks and they're going to go after him for that. I just, I don't know. I think it's ridiculous. I really do. It said some of the companies here, Google called its traveling employees back to the U.S. in case the order prevents them from returning. About a hundred of the well, company's employees were thought to be affected by the order. 
Go ahead, Ruben. Well, first of all, first of all, we have to basically support our president, and 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 he has to have the full force of the American people to basically call them out when they say it is a ban. A ban is if he would ban, he was banning every every individual that came from the Middle East. He's he's basically restricting for 120 days individuals from seven countries. That's not a ban of Muslims. <laughs> and we got to get Well, and Obama did it there. for nine countries in six months. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, Obama know, did it for I'm, nine I'm countries saying, in a period of six months. We've got to resolve And, and Trump does uh, it. We're, we're, when when they say ban, it's not a ban on Muslim people. It's a ban on these in seven individual countries. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Go ahead, Luther. You but want to get in Of course, there? nobody wants to talk about Obama doing the exact same thing. It, right, you know, and right. if you bring that up to the liberals, they look they look um, you know, because so many of them are out there protesting, and they don't even have a clue why they're out there. Take the Women's March, for crime sakes. How many were out there and had no idea what they were doing and why? I, you know, to them, it's the like fun. Is, yeah, maybe like the Women's March is put together by a woman wearing a jihab. And they're out there fighting for women's rights. Oh, please. Meanwhile, we got women running around with duct tape over their nipples, dressed worse than hookers. But this is supposed to be for women's rights. And the woman that organizes it is wearing a job. I can't wait until those two worlds meet. Oh, my God. I want popcorn. Uh, I, I know. Oh, it's true. Oh, it really is. You know. And have you heard no. now? I don't know if this is nationwide, but in Minnesota, March eighth is going to be the day without women. <laughs> oh, please. The day without women. Whoever make the sandwiches on the seventh instead, and pizzas on sale at Domino's on Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah, it, it's turned into quite a joke already. It's it's such a shame that you know they're not taking it seriously. Is what the problem is. Oh, one one thing that I that I uh, I don't know if ever, anyone has heard, but I think it's it's very important what John Kelly. Uh, John Kelly, the secretary of uh, uh, of the DHS, has indicated that during the Obama era, they had a, fu- a, a fund that would benefit illegal aliens. Now that fund is going to benefit victims of illegal aliens. So yeah. that 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 is that's a great great. Uh, I think that the, the Trump administration is doing for victims of illegal aliens. I attended um, the an annual rally in September in Houston, and actually um, Trump spoke to us there, um, a massive crowd. But um, and the families were of the Remembrance Project were up on stage with yes. him, and you know, it, it, yes, and it was it is great, and it finally. Finally, the Americans who have paid such a high price for this lawlessness with a loved one that is forever gone, now there is actually going to be funds that are funneled their way to help them with, you know, just, you know, things you don't, wouldn't even think of, like um, the funerals, the cost of the funerals and things like this that, most people do not think of these funds are going to then um, put it set aside for them. And that is a really stand up thing to do. I'm hoping that it is not only limited, however, to just those who have forever lost a loved one. You know, the ones that are deported can take their children with them. The ones in America that lost their kids can never see them again. But I'm hoping that it also includes things such as those who have, um, had their identity stolen and have gone through hell. Um, I hope it addresses those um, that are victims of marriage fraud. There's so many victims out there that nobody ever hears about that. I hope that they are included in this. And it's going to be a massive program if it is. 
That sounds very interesting. A lot of victim. Yeah. A lot of well, we had we we had we interviewed I and I can't, I'm trying to remember her name. The the founder of the Remembrance project. Yeah, Espinosa. Maria Espinosa. Maria Espinosa, we had her on the show. Remember Doreen? Yes. Yes, we did. Yeah, Maria Espinosa. Mm-hmm. And she's 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 yeah, a, she's been really on my show several times. Yeah, she, she does a really <laughs> yeah, great and job. I, I have the families. Um can I just put a little plug in here, Doreen, on that? Mm-hmm. Um sure. my radio program is the Ruthie Report, and I'm not trying to be rude and plug the show. I, I have a purpose. Um, the Ruthie Report extends an open invitation to any family member or any family who has lost a loved one at the hands of an illegal alien. Um, and it doesn't even have to be a loss uh, for death. I've had identity theft victims on um, you know, there's a lot of child custody stuff that's going on that people do not know of where someone will come in and um, marry someone and have a child, and then they'll throw the child into a custody battle so that that person stays he is here or she long enough that they can get a pass. It, it's, it, it's mind-boggling. But anyway, the Ruthie Report has... Um, an open invitation to any family member who wants to share their experience, who wants to have their voice heard, who wants to let people know that the pain and suffering that they are going through. And, and I do have a lot of the families on from the Remembrance Project and throughout. You know, you know how we, that are in and we want a big victory with Trump in the Supreme Court, but the only way we're going to fix these problems, the next target's the rhinos. We're not going to get nothing. The only thing Trump yeah, can do is... Yeah, he's absolutely right. When we get to the Senate, the rhinos are going to back the Democrats because they're liberals too, okay? They've been paid off evil individuals. Until we get them out of yep. office, we don't get them out of office, say goodbye to the Republic. So if nobody ain't got $10, they buy to your freedom too. Yep. Donate. And, Donate. And, and, and they're so good at standing up there and saying this and saying that. And then when you can call them on something, you know, um, terrorist bombings and stuff like that, well, then it just seems like they're instantly silent. I just saw Carl Rove tonight on TV talking about how the DACAs cannot, we cannot, golly gee, we can't go after an illegal alien just because they got a speeding ticket or a traffic ticket. Well, why in the hell not? If we're not going to go after those that are in the country illegally as a law, then we have no law. If we are going to cherry pick who gets to stay and how long and what they get to do, you know, and and DACA is a big thing today, and and I'm very confused by what President Trump is doing with that. Um, We were just talking about the the family. Do you know how many families have lost? a dreamer who had no record. So does that mean we have to wait until a victim is made before we then deport them? No. There is a legal right. way to enter this country. You can yeah. all leave. Good ones can register to come back and they can get in line behind the 4 million who are playing by the rules and trying to get uh-huh. their piece of the right, American dream. Right, right, right. Um, guys, what? we're running out of time here. Hold on, Luther, because um, we are running out of time. Um, and uh, Ruthie, I'd like I to thank you for coming on our show. Thank you. And, thank you, panel. Thank you all. Oh, oh, oh. Your back, uh, Ruben. Uh, well, well, good work. Um, we'll, and, we'll talk. Uh, yes, we'll definitely have you back. Thank you, everybody. Uh, God bless. Uh, folks. Um, please don't forget to go to studentsforbetterfuture.com to make a donation to the nonprofit. Uh, and the hour is up, and we will see you guys next week. Thank you, and have a good night. All right. Yeah.